Welcome to the Pregnancy Help Podcast. I'm Christine Grimmage, and here with me is our maternity housing specialist, Valerie Harkins. And we also have Vicki Kranak, who is the executive director of Hannah's Home, which is located in Ohio. Valerie puts together some really great resources on maternity housing for both new and established homes. And you can be the first to hear about those updates by subscribing to the Heart and Home newsletter. It's a monthly e-newsletter. It'll go straight to your inbox. And to subscribe to that, visit heartbeatservices.org. And uh, I'll also include a link below in the show notes where you can subscribe to that directly. So please check out the Heart and Home e-newsletter. So Valerie and Vicki, welcome. It's great to have you here. And uh, let's talk about capital and construction for building apartment complexes for maternity housing. Yeah, thanks, Christine. I really appreciate it. So just kind of launching into this discussion here, I'm so excited to have Vicki uh, with us. And thank you, Vicki, for joining us. You are allowing me to publicly pick your brain about not only a big project, but it was your first rodeo of this particular type of project. So kudos to you for some vulnerability in that, right? Uh, Because we all know how large projects can be. A lot of fun and a little bit unexpected twists and turns along the way. Uh, So Vicki, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me and good morning. (laughs) (laughs) I hear this, this, this subject daily from homes, uh, homes that are looking towards planning in the midst of a capital campaign. Uh, All systems go towards building apartment complexes or expanding their current maternity home model to include apartment complexes. And so uh, it's certainly not just you, but what I've noticed is you are ahead of the race. <laughs> I got to, I had the privilege of keeping up from the background of when this idea came about and the story of how the funding came about and when you decided y'all were going to hit go. And then the other day you uh, announcing your ribbon cutting ceremony. Mm-hmm. So I really want to hear the story. I think that's really the questions that I want to ask so that other homes can hear, okay, how did it go? You know, we had the first person that kind of the brave home that went first. Uh, So (laughs) how did that go? So could you just start with telling us about what, what you built, uh, what's, what's going on and what led you to decide to do that? Yeah, for sure. I I guess I never thought about it as being the first or kind of kind of pioneering that way. You know, I just uh, felt I guess I just didn't realize that part of it. But but I guess it's a good spot to be in. Um, So I I think I would say back about, you know, well, I've been doing this for eight years. And, um, you know, I think we just had as an organization a vision of um, a few things, you know, and like including a daycare and, you know, some extended kind of housing aftercare, um, with not a lot of specifics on what that would look like. Uh, and then as, as we walked through our program with, you know, the women, um, you know, you just see the need, the, the needs arise, the needs for, you know, them to be able to be in the home longer, 
um, and take advantage of, you know, the support system that we offer, uh, you know, and, and I could go on and on and on about the reasons why, um, you know, we, we were struggling to get them affordable housing, um, at some point, you know, our, they kind of came to the end of the, um, the program and they were ready to, to leave however they didn't they weren't ready to be quite independent and so we really felt the need to develop our program into a phase phase one and phase two uh kind of that that uh pregnancy newborn um phase and then you know a, a more late late infant toddler phase um before as far as parenting is concerned uh and and intermixing those moms in the home of those two phases doesn't always go smoothly you know so there were just a lot of reasons as to why um i and it would take me a long time to pinpoint them all you know but they it was really staying connected to our alumni moms and really hearing the the, the voices from them um that pushed us forward to to figure out um, what could we do? Um, and so I'm, I'm just kind of the type of person that I, I look around me um, to look for the people and the resources that God has put in front of me, you know, to lead me to what my next steps are. And we, we're blessed with a really large home. Um, it's 16,000 square feet. And so I just started, what can we do now? What can we do right now? Yes, we have a long-term vision, um, but what can we work towards right now? And, and I started envisioning some of the space in our current home um, to be utilized in a different way. Um, and, and that's actually what we did. I, I toured my board president. I took her in the upstairs of the home and I said, could you envision this space that really housed a lot of donations um, and a lot of hobby space, um, which is, which is, those are important things, you know, of course, but could you envision this into four apartments? That would be a phase two, uh, a step down in, in accountability and support, um, but not, not fully independent. And she, right away, she was like, absolutely. You know, so that was, that's where we started, um, we just got the rest of the, we, we communicated the vision to the rest of the board. They, they loved it. That's how it, that's how it got in motion. So I don't, does that answer your first question? Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It leaves me wondering, okay, so I'm following along in my mind and we, we, you know, hear about your organization, we've got the layout, you have the need for the women with what's going on and you've got this vision and you're walking them through but there's a pretty significant jump between having the vision and then actual construction and ribbon cutting. Um, So what did it look like trying to even formulate a plan and how, how did you get started? Yeah, that's a really good question. And what I, I'm almost a little bit embarrassed to, to, to be honest about it because I think what I would do next is very different. I learned a lot about planning and um, things like that. So, so as we move into our next part of the vision, you know, the planning for that is going to be much more um, detailed and specific. But, but having never gone through a, a, a project like this, um, we learned a lot, you know, and I think it started with the funding, but I can see God's hand in it before 
we got to each step, which is be- uh, is a beautiful testimony to him. So I, I just feel like our vision to actually get those apartments accomplished um, was was much farther out than what God's timing was, you know? So I think we put it about, you know, we never really put a time limit on it, but it was at least five to 10 years away, knowing like we need to establish a capital campaign, you know? So our our thoughts were were much farther out. And and to be honest, I, I won a nonprofit Shark Tank event and it um, I just proposed the apartment project. We had no plan. We had no um, skeleton kind of architectural design of the apartments. We didn't even know if the city would allow us to have uh, this done on the property. Um, And so, but I proposed this as a project, so I'm not recommending you do that, but that's just kind of the way it happened. Um, That's what I presented to the, on the Shark Tank event was this apartment project we won. It gave us such exposure that um, we had raised by the end of the weekend after that event, we had raised uh, $130,000 for the project. So it really thrust us forward to, and it was a, a huge affirmation that, you know, God wants us, he wants it now, uh, you know, um, and this is what, this is what we're doing. And so, you know, that's when we started putting, you know, we interviewed construction companies and they, we hired a, a construction company. They, then they really took it from there as far as the architectural and the zoning with this city and things like that. And, um, never having run through a capital campaign, I just, you know, I, I would just bring people in and share the vision and walk them through the space and say, this is what we want. This is what we need. This is what we're, we're doing. Um, God sent the donors, um, you know, things like that. So we, we were able to really charge um, part of the, of it funded before we even did a groundbreaking ceremony. So. So that's exciting. And how uh, fun is that story that you just kind of, said, let me, uh, let me shoot my shot with Shark Tank and yeah. uh, let's just see. And the Lord said, yes. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. For that's sure. a, that's exciting. And I think um, uh, an acknowledgement is due for your willingness, your vulnerability to even just try. Right. Uh, I, look yeah. at all the doors that opened from that. How exciting. Yeah. So, you know, I would say we had, we had a vision, we had, you know, what we were hoping for, however, being very open to how is this going to get done? What is this going to look like? Um, Those kind of things. And, you know, I I think at the end of the day, um, just, just taking the very next step was all that we were asked, you know, at every given point in time. Okay. So, question for you. Um, What was the budget that you started out with, like your initial expectation? And then at the end, what was the realistic cost for this project? Yeah. So when we, when I found out that I was going to be on Shark Tank, it kind of started everything in motion. Um, We didn't know what, what the cost of the project was going to be. We hadn't done any of that. And so it kind of I quickly, I have a friend who went to school for, as an architect to be an architect, but she's not, she never followed, you know, um, followed through with that career path. And so she's like, hey, I could come in and just do a rough estimate on 
what it might look like and what it might cost. And so she came up with a $200,000 figure and it proved to be pretty accurate. Um, so that's what we used um, for the Shark Tank event. But from that, it, we were able to refine it and it ended up, you know, once the construction company did all of that, it was about 240. Um, and it, we ended up um, just under 300,000, actually, that the project cost. Yeah, that's uh, it's pretty impressive. And I will admit that is much less than I was expecting you oh, okay. to say. Yes, um, I, I'm pretty surprised by that. Would you say that that was like pretty standard or were y'all trying to be as frugal as you can be? Uh, well, the space is beautiful. I'm extremely happy with um, how we ended up with everything. Uh, it, so we renovated space that we already had. So, you know, it wasn't like we were doing a brand right, new right. construction. Okay. Um, that is, you know, we have vision and we have six acres of land. So that is our phase three is new construction. But, um, you know, so if we were going to have um, a part, full apartments that have a kitchen and a bathroom in them, uh, then it, we would have only been able to get two and a half, let's say, in the space that we have. But because we decided to go with a shared kitchen and a shared bathroom, um, we were able to get four apartments. Or kind of, they're kind of efficiency apartments, so they have a living room and a bedroom, um, but they will share a kitchen still and share a bathroom. But they, it's a it's its own space, completely different than our phase one uh, floor uh, and, and it's going to operate different. And so they where phase one. They're very heavy in community. They cook and eat, you know, together, um, clean up together, those kind of things. Um, this will be the focus will be on their individual families. And so they won't um, be sharing meals. They will be responsible for cooking and um, for their own family and cleaning up therefore after themselves. So, so it's going to operate differently. Um, if that makes sense. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Vicki, were there any parts of this journey that were surprising to you? Um, I was actually uh, surprised at how easy it was once we got the ball rolling, the construction, we did a, um, we did interview several construction companies and, uh, I, I truly believe we chose, chose the right one. I have no complaints. They handled everything. Um, things things that I wouldn't have thought of was at first was just, you know, um, random construction people, you know, being on site and how do we handle that and keep our home safe and how, you know, so we use the code system, you know, um, any construction uh, worker needed to know the construction code. Um, so that was you know, it did, the whole thing was an experience, um, but it was a very pleasant, good experience. So, any uh, any recommendations for homes uh, that are planning to expand and and build some apartments? Um, recommendations. <laughs> yeah, if you had to, if you did it again, would you do anything different? Well, you know, as we're we're clearly seeing, you know, the Lord moving us right away into developing phase three, you know, I, I want to take the things that I have and be more strategic in planning. Um, what do we, 
you know, planning the spaces and what are we trying to accomplish for the women and making sure that their spaces are designed for what we're hoping to um, help them with at that time. Um, not that we didn't really do that. I just want to be more intentional, if that makes sense. Yeah. That, yes, that makes makes perfect sense. Uh, makes perfect sense to me. Well, uh, the last little segment here that I will pick your brain about is I would imagine that um, doing this, although exciting, surely must have been a whirlwind, uh, must have been stressful at some points of that journey. Uh, how did you manage that pressure or the uh, responsibility of it all? Maybe the emotional drain of it? Um and just the stress, how, how did you manage that as an executive director while still operating, you know, your current, your current ministry? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I think um, my board has, is I have a very supportive board and they have, were very purposeful that the construction was not my responsibility um, and so th- we assigned a project manager and it was one of my board members and he um, he really managed a lot of the in- communication between Hannah's home and the construction project. Um, of course, I was involved just because I'm here every day, um, but it wasn't, you know, they they really did a great job of, you know, they weren't coming to my office and knocking on the door saying, we need you to make this decision. You know, that, that was really between the construction company and the project manager. And so that, that kept a huge amount of stress off of me. Probably my biggest stress was does redesigning our program and having it prepared and ready and rewriting those handbooks because it's now changing phase one and, and to, to get phase one set up that they are now walking into a phase two. Um, and then what does, what are the guidelines and kind of the requirements for, for phase two, you know? Um, so that was probably my biggest stress, um, and a lot of time and meetings with my, my direct care staff and, um, things like that. But, um, and, and the finances, I, I think I would say, you know, in a construction project, you you establish a you contract and you know agree upon a time uh, for the payment schedule, and that's based on as the construction gets done, um, not a, a time frame. And so, uh, you know, the board had gone, even though we didn't have all of the funds completely raised for the project, the board approved us to go ahead with the, at the beginning of the project. And um, because we did have enough money in the bank to pay to cover it if we needed to. And the construction really happened way faster uh, than what um, they had anticipated that we were told it wouldn't be done until September. It was done in June, which made the payments come way earlier than what we thought. And so it really put us almost in a, a in a scarcity place. Um and and even in that, like the Lord provided people to come around me that I could, you know, they would ask, like, how are the finances of the project doing? And I could say, actually, I, I need more, you know, and they'd say, how much? And I'd be like, 
I need another $50,000. And okay, done, you know, and we, they would send a check, you know, so it was just uh, all of it. Um, We just saw God's hands in the whole thing. Um, But one recommendation I would have, if you're going to do a construction project or something like this is celebrate the moments. Don't miss the moments to celebrate moving forward. You know, we did a small, I threw together a small ribbon um, groundbreaking ceremony, even though we weren't officially breaking ground, you know, we had shovels and took pictures and invited the city council. And then, you know, it was um, publicized and we got a lot of great feedback from that. It got people, it got the community on board in the project um, and people were watching the, you know, the, um, uh, the progress of the project and it just really got people excited about it. And then, you know, we really went all out. It was an event. My events committee planned a ribbon cutting ceremony. Um, it was on the news. It was, you know, it just was to celebrate the moments that would be my um, do what you can to make those a really big deal. Well, thanks for that, Vicki. I appreciate it. Uh, so now I'm curious. Um, I know that you said you have future plans. You have more land, more ideas. Any idea when your next construction project will be coming around? Well, it's already started. So wow. <laughs> um, the uh, and and again, it's just following the Lord's lead. Um, we have six acres of land, the vision. We've always articulated the vision, um, even though it wasn't necessarily in writing. Always said we want daycare, we want cottages, we want a chapel, you know. Um, so we want women to be able to come into our, our home and, you know, be with us. Uh, you know, if she if that's a blessing to her and what what she needs and wants, she could stay with us until that child um, goes into kindergarten and, and she could go into our own home or, you know, it would definitely afford her own, her own apartment um, and those kind of things. So that's, that's always been the vision. Um, the daycare needs are, you know, because of the space in the home that we utilize our daycare. And right now we can only um, have seven children in. Well, right now we already are out. We've outgrown that if we have a full house, because we can have, 10 women with 10 infants and 10 toddlers. So um, just communicating the need at the ribbon cutting ceremony, we shared the vision of phase three, the need for the daycare. This is why we, why we need cottages and on um, in the back and things like that. So the next morning, you know, uh, somebody asked to have a meeting with me and um, funded completely funded the daycare in, in that meeting said it's paid for just move forward. And um, so I, I, after my, I picked my jaw up off the ground, um, I, I sent my project manager, you know, and my board a, an email and, you know, I, everybody just needed to catch their breath, but we've already had a meeting with the construction company and the architect. And so that is there, it's in motion already um, for phase three. So, Well, the Lord's guidance uh, with your organization is obvious. You know, we can see that he is uh, leading the direction of Hannah's home and your steps. And that is exciting. Uh, But it's I I think it's also encouraging. I think there's Mm -hmm. many homes. Actually, I know that many pregnancy help organizations that we work with regularly, that sometimes they have a vision and they're in the trenches. And it seems like the light at the end of the tunnel will never come. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, it's exciting to hear how 
your process went, but also the Lord's faithfulness and favor to carry through his plans. Uh, And it reminds us that he will actually follow through on all of those promises that he made and on the plans that he has established. Uh, And so thank you for sharing that. We are praying for you uh, and praying for you in your journey. And please pray for us as we are all in our journeys as well. We really appreciate you, Vicki. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Hey, thank you both for being here. Um, I know that you had a busy week uh, meeting with the Maternity Housing Coalition. Valerie, can you take just a second and talk about the coalition and how listeners, if they um, have a maternity home or are interested in starting one, can partner with you guys and get that support that they need um, when they feel like they're kind of facing these big projects ahead. What kind of resources do you have for people who um, either have a home or are looking to start a home? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Christine, thanks for mentioning that. I would have been sad to hang up and not and not mention that. So um, Vicki is one of our council members. So we have a maternity housing coalition and that coalition is guided by and led by a group of council members. And these are um, a group of organizations from all across the nations, from all kinds of programs, all kinds of backgrounds uh, that serve women for a common mission and a common purpose. And together they provide um, support for our affiliates and for our members of our coalition. And so at Heartbeat, what we have uh, available for those that want to start a home and are going, how in the world do I get started and how do I do this? Um, we have available for all of our affiliates what we lovingly call the maternity home helpline. And that just means that for our maternity homes that are affiliated with our coalition, they are able to schedule a cost-free monthly consultation with a housing specialist to work through the plans that they have uh, for their organization and the unique circumstances that they have. We have our maternity home manual uh, that is uh, pretty inclusive for a lot of details that homes would need to get started. So that manual covers everything from uh, incorporation to housing and program models, sample documents, uh, and and even considerations for if you are building a home or shopping for a home, uh, property considerations for that. So if you don't already have the manual, I would certainly uh, encourage you to do so. And then just ongoing as part of the coalition, we have podcasts such as these monthly webinars uh, and a very active Facebook community that is dedicated to our maternity home affiliates where um, our housing leaders are able to talk amongst themselves uh, with one another and ask uh, for help, for recommendations, or really just to learn from one another on an ongoing basis. Sounds great. Thanks so much, Valerie. And uh, thank you, Vicki. And we appreciate all that the Housing Coalition does and all of the resources that you guys make available to those who are in housing ministry. Um, So I hope our our listeners are all subscribed to the podcast so that they can get updates on uh, future episodes. And that includes not just maternity housing, but all topics affecting pregnancy help organizations worldwide. So with that, I wish everyone a great rest of your day. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Pregnancy Help Podcast.